It's Mike. And Mary. And this is Monday, so this must be... Mondays with Mike and Mary. Where we get the chance to recap for you some of the highlights of our most recent coaching calls. It's a great privilege, a great honor, and lots of fun every week to uh, go over what's happening in real estate with you and what's happening with your business. And a few days later, give you some of the highlights of what we hear. So here we go. There's this week's highlights. Mayor, where are you starting? Well, I thought I'd start with an ask the experts question that I got because I think it is looking at the demographics of who is a realtor these days. Uh, most of us probably have aging parents yeah. or are dealing with issues with people in our families that, that are depending on us whose needs and health issues uh, pull us away from work. So whether it's aging parents or a sense of responsibility or some other issue you're grappling with, uh, that was on my first call on Friday, and it was, honest to goodness, just a tremendously moving and inspiring conversation to have with a whole load of how-tos. And I thought, maybe that'll help somebody out there, Michael, that you know, is struggling with something and being pulled away from their work. We've got this great market going on. We should be capitalizing on it. And yet I've got a student that has to drive an hour and a half just to help her family. And so let me just rapid fire tell you what kind of advice we got this week. It was like, here's number one, maximize your car time. Turn your car time into prospecting time. You know you're going to be in that car for an hour and a half. You bring your list, and it is required. It's a rule. It doesn't matter if your mood is good or not good, whether you're feeling like prospecting, boom, you're in the car, you're prospecting. Number two, bring your laptop computer with you. Sit at the doctor's office, sit in the hospital, and work. Hand out your business card, work on your computer. And when you shut it off, no guilt. And I heard over and over pieces of advice from people that have been through this saying, You've got to find a way so that for the rest of your life, you don't feel guilty about your choices that you're making during this time. So when you do shut it off, shut it off with no guilt. Make decisions based on that. I heard this. Look at your business model. Figure out who you should be spending your time with. Who's going to sell their house in the next 30 days? Look at your time, your money, and your energy and have a follow-up system with everybody else so that when they're ready, you're the one. But you don't have to have them all right now. Get help. That was another really great decision. Find people around you that will do things for you. $50 a showing, for example. And you can still write up the offer from the hospital lobby, but you got somebody else walking them into the house. Um, and then listen. Have a conversation with that sick person or that elder person with that person who's undergoing changes and really listen and don't feel like you have to solve all the problems at once. Maybe just tackle one issue at a time. The example was given um, one of the students' uh, parents have a boat and everyone wants to come and use the boat and mom and dad want all the kids and the grandkids to come and use the boat except that creates a hardship for dad who always put the boat away. Uh. Always maintain the maintenance boat. goes yeah. on boat. So yeah. what they did is they came up with a fifty-step process for fifty steps. I know, <laughs> but it's dad's detail makes him feel better. This is what happens before you use it. This is how you use it. This is how you put it away. And now he's got been given some control 
rather than being left with a problem. That's smart. And then finally, I think that most important, we just got to believe that we can do everything. And that might sound kind of silly, but you know me, I'm, I'm a both and rather than an either or sure. kind of person. So I don't think you have to give up your business to serve and be a great family member. I think there's ways to have both and. And I think when you believe that there's ways of doing that, your little brain is going to set about trying to find ways to make that happen. So I hope that's an inspiration for someone that needed to hear that message today. Well, one of the things I like about that is I've watched you live that way. (laughs) You know, you use windows of opportunity better than almost anybody I know. Seen you on the phone in airports. Thank you. So, yeah, that's terrific. You know how we look at or listen to what we hear and listen for themes or trends or yeah. patterns? Yeah. Well, I, I heard a theme or a trend or a pattern this last group of calls. And it wasn't the same question. It was the same problem. Oh. And the same solution. It was very interesting. I'll give you. I'll give you uh, an example of what I mean. Um, one person's question was about their buyers being really frustrated because they've missed out on offers. Oh, I've you know, heard that a few times. They've been in <laughs> multiple offer situations and, and have lost. lost over and over and over, and now they're frustrated with it. Uh, and another one had a an estate sale. And the the house was a, a just a total wreck because the parent had been a hoarder. So they're getting all wrapped up with the kids and how to prepare this uh, property for sale. And someone else had a team of people who are discouraged by this market because there's so so many fewer buyers out there for them you know, that the rainmaker on the team is still busy with listings, but the buyer leads have kind of dried up. Oh, that's a um, an area issue, isn't it? And yeah. what, what do you see as similar between all those three things? Well, what, sim- what came to me is the similarity of their response to either the team or the seller or the kids or the buyers there's a difference between empathy and sympathy. Uh-huh. You know where Floyd has said so many times, your strength can also be your weakness. Yeah. If the, the strength side of that coin is empathy, because I think empathy helps you understand their point of view. Right. Helps you understand their situation. And because you do, you give them better advice. Because you understand and have empathy with them, you maintain an objectivity, you maintain a perspective, and that's what allows you to give that good advice and the service that they need, point them in the right direction, as opposed to sympathy, feeling what they're feeling. That's the weakness side of that coin, where sympathy clouds your judgment, and I think it paralyzes you. Hmm. So... My advice in all those cases was you got to pull back away from the sympathy side of the coin and use what you've learned and what you know and how you think from the empathy you have with the 
the situation that people are going through. And I think that's going to help you give them better advice because you'll maintain your perspective and objectivity. Wow. You know, Floyd even gives us words to direct people. I suggest that you. Uh How about if we? You know, what we probably need to do is. So sometimes sympathy. I can see where sympathy maybe wouldn't say that. Right. You'd just be going, oh, poor us. Poor baby, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it paralyzes you to get too sympathetic on that side of the coin. So we had really good discussions yeah, on four different on four different teams about the difference between those wow. two things. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's really neat. Hey, I had a parade of techniques. Can Great. I share that too? Yeah. Okay, so um, I had a student that was, um, well, I think there's a bunch of students out there that have opportunities for marketing. And by that I mean for spending their hard-earned money because we're flush right now. You know, we got people that have closings. They're, they're hitting their goals. They might be hitting their goals high or earlier than they thought. And here's all this opportunity to spend your money to create more business, to market your your uh, self or your business. And I just heard some really neat ideas. So first of all, I, we've got such great listeners and advisors. And almost to a person, they said, don't be spending money on things that you're not going to for sure get a return on. Oh, yeah. Look at your ROI. And and to a person, they've embraced that whole Wickman philosophy of when you build deep relationships with people, they're going to give you additional business. So um, we've got a student who for Earth Day is buying $50 gift cards and giving them to her Platinums and saying, man, I know it was a tough winter. Now, by the way, you know we're not talking Monterey Peninsula, right? Yeah. Uh, although they've had a pretty tough winter, too. But anyway. Hailstorms. Um, yeah. Gift cards to a local greenhouse. So helping a local business, helping uh, uh, her Platinums. St. Patrick's Day, she did scratch-off tickets and had people calling her saying, thank you. Hey, I won 20 bucks. You know, So kind of neat. Could you spend less and get a bigger bang for the buck? than investing in some kind of online marketing or newspaper marketing or, you know, movie theater marketing. So I think the underlying message there was analyze where your business is coming from and figure how to figure out how to leverage your dollars to increase that. Yeah, I had somebody saying they're going to stop paying, you know who, for leads because the leads weren't just not coming. They're mostly buyer leads anyway. Um, and... They, they got a call that said, you either pony up and pay us thousands a month or we're going to delete your account. Going, wait a minute, nobody puts a gun to my head. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, we can generate our own. Yeah, I think we had a conversation about something like that on one of our teams about we're going to give you the status of top agent, but first you have to pay us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I guess it's maybe top paying agent that it should be recognized, right? Yeah, well, I guess my parade of techniques is similar to that. Oh. But it wasn't any one parade of techniques. It was, again, a theme or a pattern that I heard from five separate people, uh, one of whom said, I call five people a day. Another one said, I keep in touch. Another person said, I'm door knocking. I'm doing just listed canvassing. Another one said... I'm commenting 
and connecting with all my Facebook boosts. Another one said, I never burn a bridge. I keep in touch instead. And another one said, I get an inquiry, I respond immediately. I don't let it sit. I and it just occurred to me, we got people who are doing the basics. We're doing exactly what we said we would do, sometimes more. Just never less. Yeah, and doing <laughs> what Floyd taught us to do. Keep in touch, have conversations, take the highest road with the longest view. That's your philosophy that I love so much. You know, even, even though people disappoint you, put them on your list and keep in touch. And when they do re reach out to you, respond immediately. Just do the basics. And you're going to have all the business you're ever going to need if you do the basics and do them every day. I love it. Isn't it inspiring to watch people hitting their goals already? Already. Yeah, yeah. already. And look, at here's the reason that they are. Solving those problems and sharing those techniques. I, I think we just are blessed to do what we do and to work with such wonderful people. I want to say thank you to all of those of you who are listening and sharing these podcasts and commenting and suggesting. It's a lot of fun. So please keep it up and we will do the same. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.